Hello and welcome, bug catchers, to a new season of Experience Share, a Pokemon podcast wherein I, Tantwig, Turtwig, aka Tanner Greenring, and my co host, Chimchosh, Chimchar, aka Joshua Fielstead, play through every Pokemon game, gym by gym, week by week. We are kicking off season four. We are in the Sinnoh region, and I am. Thank God. Sino. Couldn't come up with a pun fast enough. Moving on. Sino excited <laughs> to be here. Sino excited. Yep. Yeah, that's something there. Something there. A little difficult. It doesn't scan, but yeah, that's something there. Now I learned about these fancy cups you got, and it seems like you're drinking out of a jar. It's a little green tea to keep me going. Oh, right. You're dry January. It's a nightmare. Josh is doing dry January, so he's drinking... What a month. Well, it's not totally dry, because you're drinking green tea, right? (laughs) What a month. What a month to be dry January. To be dry. It's not good. Thought this was the one. Well, we can't go out and then look at everything that happened. I'll drink enough for the both of us. Thank you. I got some spawn the other day. Okay. Humble brag. Uh, A company that I won't name, because I don't want to give them free press. Unless they pay us. No, we're not going to say whatever it is until they pay us. Was like, hey, do you want six bottles of wine for free? And I was like, yes. And they're like, all you have to do is pay for shipping, and we'll send you six bottles of wine. I said, okay. Who would say no? And I went on their website, and they said, you want red or white? And I said, white. White? Yeah. You're acting like white is the obvious choice, but red is the obvious choice. Red is so gross. Who wants Whoa, a warm white's drink? white's disgusting. Who wants a warm drink? Room Who wants a drink? sweet? So gross. Who wants a sweet like? It's like nectar. Bullshit. It's like nectar. White wine. I love it. Too much yeah. prep. If I'm doing that amount of prep, which is to say, it has to be in the fridge, I'm just gonna have a beer or a fucking martini. You know about Oh Wow? What? Do you know about Oh Wow? No. Oh Wow is a a thing that we came up with on the other podcast that I do. <laughs> okay. It's an acronym, and it stands for One Wine One Water. Sure. And it's how you ensure that you're not getting too drunk, right? Yeah. You have one wine, and then you have one water. What I like to do is I like to mix them together. Oh, my God. So I pour half a glass of wine, and then I fill the rest with seltzer. And I got a little spritzer here. Okay. I'm o-wowing, effortlessly o-wowing. Yeah, that's like when, back when you could go to bars, I'd be like, well, I got some work to do tomorrow, so I'm just going to do some gins and and soda, because half of it hydrates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same thing. And 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 it also, like, like three, that's not true anymore. (laughs) It cuts down on that sweetness, too, which is what your worry is is with white wine. Well, and it tastes bad, but... Anyway, this is wine chat. It's just a couple of sophisticated. It's like a, an episode of Frasier in here. Just a couple of sophisticated gentlemen talking Which about I'm their. Which I'm watching. How did <laughs> you know? Really? I bet it's it's that probably still holds up, huh? Bobby and I have both watched Seinfeld infinite times. Mm-hmm. We were like, all right, we need a show that we can just like throw on constantly during this pandemic. Yeah, we tried Cheers, too outdated. Yeah, and they were like, what about Frasier? We both have experience with it, and it's great. We're in season seven. Wow, you guys terrible. Can't believe that that fucking thing was ever greenlit, much less made it 11 seasons. I know. It's so improbable. The jokes are so erudite. Yeah. Half the time, they're saying some French word, and I'm like, I don't even know what's going on, and like, I'm a coastal elite. Right. You know? Like, oh, who's watching this? Half the time, they're saying erudite. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an SAT word. Hoisted by my own petard there. We are here to play a Pokemon game, Joshua. Yes. This the whole show is becoming about media. What are we on the media? What are, What are we the 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 journal? Right. Let's get back to the fucking basics and just talk about Pokemon. Let's talk about Pokemon. Let's talk about uh, Platinum. We're done with all the interstitials. Let's not meet the press. We're done with GameCube. We're back on DS. Yeah, I'm on my hand. I'm on my handheld now. I'm just I can play anywhere, anytime, and it's great. Yes. So we're playing through Pokemon Platinum. Yeah. Which we've discussed, and you should be prepared for this, Bug Catchers. We warned you. We won't be playing Pearl and Diamond. Everyone says that Platinum is the most superior version of any of the third releases of any of the games, and. Uh, in fact, I saw on Dr. Lava's account today on Twitter that the creator of it, Junichi Masuda, 
who was Diamond and Pearl's director, saw declining ratings and sales in the franchise, and this lit a fire in his belly to create the quote-unquote ultimate version of Pokemon, and that is this generation. And of this generation, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, everyone says Platinum is the very best one. So that's why we're doing it. King of Kings, like Jesus. Exactly. This is the Jesus of the Pokemon franchise. Fall on your knees and weep. Which would be like Mew, I think, because Arceus is is God. Arceus Mew is put Jesus. Mew into the world, blood of his blood. Yeah. Okay. So Sinnoh is the land of myths. Mist? And when I was researching this, actually, Sinnoh roughly translates to mysteries, and there are a lot of myths about this region. Cool. And part of that, I mean, do do I tell it now? What? Just a little backstory of Sinnoh? Yeah, tell me. You want to hear? Tell me about Sinnoh. Tell me about the differences between platinum and diamond and pearl. All right. Well, we'll start with why Sinnoh is what it is and why the ultimate Pokemon game is interesting. Supposedly, Sinnoh was the region that was created first of all of the Pokemon regions, all of Pokemon world. According to whom? Bulbapedia. It's the the region that was created first by Arceus or the region that was created first by the creators of Pokemon? Arceus. Okay. Arceus itself was born of a single egg in a void of nothingness. Right. And then Arceus hatched from that egg. Arceus, this is the uh, the myth of creation, I guess. Arceus created Dialga, Palkia, and possibly Giratina, which is the legendary Pokemon that Platinum features, that weird, fucked up, scary scorpion dragon. Okay. Arceus gave Dialga and Palkia the abilities to control time and space, and then banished Giratina to another dimension because it was naughty. Ooh. And violent and just generally causing a scene. So that's Satan. Yes. Giratina is Satan. Okay. And Arceus is the Lord. The Lord. And Arceus created Azelf, Uxie, and Mesprit. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I think so. To create willpower, knowledge, and emotion. Okay. And those three, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, dove to the bottom of present-day Lake Valor, Lake Acuity, and Lake Verity. Ooh, I know one of those. We just saw that. Verity means truth. An act which earned them the name, the Lake Trio. So we will encounter them at some point, probably. And then Arceus created the Sinnoh region and Mount Coronet, which divided it into two sections. And then finally, Arceus created the adamant, lustrous, and grisius orbs before it fell into a never-ending sleep in the Hall of Origin. Okay. That's it. Listening to you read uh, Bulbapedia is not quite as compelling as I thought it was going to be, but... Okay. Hokkaido. Yeah, it's based on Hokkaido, uh, the, the northern big island at the top of Japan. In, uh, in Japan, yeah. Yeah. So we're in like a, a snowy region. So then now we know the history of Sinnoh in the Pokemon galaxy, but why are we playing Platinum instead of Diamond and Pearl? We're playing it because there are apparently a lot of plot holes in Diamond and Pearl, which we will be uncovering throughout this season. We have a few notes about what the differences are in this leg, but we're going to do it like gym by gym, week by week, okay. which is the premise of the show. Also, in Diamond and Pearl, you can only catch 150 Pokemon, and you have 210. Hell yeah. Accessible, however, there are still uh, some of them you still have to trade to get. Right, and there's also shit like, I in setting up my character, I was looking at all the available Pokemon, and there's things called like the Trophy Garden, which is like deep end game stuff yeah and there's a lot of like i'm seriously debating and we'll find out if i do buying an old original ds because it has the game boy advance slot because you can transfer ruby sapphire fire red leaf green pokemon to this game if you have the ds that has both slots wait you can like self trade yes with itself how is that possible you'd have to have both games running i think they show up in that trophy garden or some other like garden and you have to capture the Pokemon that you transfer from the game. And you can only transfer them six at a time. So it takes forever. Wow. But could be useful. Yeah. I got some Mon that I need to trade to evolve already. Wow. So Rough. I... Well, I've got two. Never mind. I can do that. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> 
I've got two DSs. Yeah. I just need to get a second cart, but that's easy enough. I think I'll probably get another DS. I just don't know if I'm going to get a more modern one or the oldest one. Because <laughs> I have a 3DS. Cool. Well, please do interject throughout the season and tell me the ways that our version of Pokemon is superior to Diamond and Pearl. Yeah. But we are um, we're starting our journey in Sinnoh, and we have new characters. We have new outlooks on life. <laughs> I'm dying to hear about your character. Are you? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll go into it. So you he just looked at the clock. He, I swear to you, bug catchers, he looked at the clock to see if it was close to the 35 minute mark because he thought I was pulling a trick on him. You've like really like <laughs> conditioned up you. the ante with your fucking like ad break drop. And we don't even have ads. <laughs> <laughs> we will someday. Terrorized by it. No, I really genuinely want to hear about your character. You didn't put anything in the, the show notes. I don't need that. It's drilled into my brain okay. because this character is a part of me now. Okay. You start the game, you meet Professor Rowan. Okay. That's a type of tree, uh, apparently, as well. Yeah, he's so. he's the Professor Oak of this game. Yeah. Uh, sort of a serious looking man, big beard. Very old. Yeah. In the opener, it's still the classic, are you a boy or a girl? In this gen, I will be a girl. Oh, rad. For the first time. Inexperienced share. I didn't think you would ever do it. <laughs> Mini Max has some competition. Yeah. And the competition is coming from Brie Vander. Brie Vander. An aspiring Poke World renowned Pokemon breeder. I don't know much about Dutch. Breeder. Brie Vander. I don't know much about Dutch, but I think Van and Der are both like preposition. I think it means, I think that means of the. It's usually like Vanderpump. You know? Yeah, well, it's it's D-U-R-R. I think you're missing a it's word. It's not D-E-R. Oh, okay. It's not D-E-R. Okay. It's of whatever dur with a U, D-U is. Okay. Plus. Brie of dur. I don't think you're a, a Dutch expert. I'm not a Dutch expert by any means. I've read multiple books about tulip mania. Okay. I think I'm more of a Dutch expert than you the, are. Is that the, uh, <laughs> is that the Phoenix album? <laughs> That's when, uh, in the 17th century, the uh, the Dutch went totally wild over tulips, and it became their main currency, and everyone was like- Went totally wild? Killing each yeah, other. I've been to Amsterdam, that. bud. They're still pretty into it. <laughs> They're still pretty into buds, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. When I was in Amsterdam, I got hit by a car. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, um, you're fine, obviously. Yeah, I was fine. I was staying in a hostel uh-huh. with three British- uh, folks, lads, and they had they lads. Uh, two lads and one lad ass. <laughs> I think it's a lad. And one of the lads and the lad ass liked to have loud sex. <laughs> no, in the room while I was trying to sleep. And then Jesus Christ, we went out and had fun together in the Amsterdam tradition. Uh, yeah. And then the next morning, I woke up and I was like, "I'm gonna go check out the Van Gogh Museum," as they kept calling it. And I went and checked out the Van Gogh Museum. I was walking uh-huh. over there, and I crossed a crosswalk, and a car hit me. Well, they were probably high. Oh, they were probably high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barreling around. What'd they say? He got out of his car. He started speaking Dutch. He didn't hit me hard or fast. And I was like, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. And I just walked back to the hostel and went to sleep at like 2 in the afternoon, and then woke up at like 10 a.m. the next day, and my knee was fine. Oh. So that's I just slept it off. That Dutch medicine that's and that's what universal health care is <laughs> that's what we're missing out on here in the u.s the universe heals you yeah wow they don't talk about that enough in the media i know that that's how it works that's how it works all right so she's a dutch breeder aspiring to be the world's best pokemon breeder to breed the finest classiest pokemon okay. for all of the richest denizens of Sinnoh. joe exotic uh, essentially but you're like a, a classy one. Yeah. The, okay. He's not classy. What do you mean? Okay, you're Carol Baskin. Someone who's classy without saying it. Because anyone who says they're classy isn't classy. You kind of miss the boat on the... Uh, what's that show called? Tiger Claw? Tiger King. <laughs> Tiger King? kind of missed the Tiger King boat by a few months. I didn't have a good opportunity. <laughs> That's right. We were playing... We were playing interstitial Pokemon seasons for the last like it's not my eight fault. Months. I guess it's partially my fault. All right, cool. You're a, a Pokemon breeder. She can only use because she is creating Pokemon for herself and her clients. 
She can only use exotic felines, canines, bugs, and birds from faraway lands. Josh? Yeah. Let's talk about bugs for a second. Yeah. Birds, I understand. I've seen exotic birds. Cats, I understand. I've seen some exotic cats. Dogs? Eh. Dogs are pretty standard, what, but... What, what are you... Let's see, you're talking about, like, a greyhound or a fucking, like... Sure. Okay, we'll accept dogs. A purebred dog. Let's talk about bugs. Yeah. No, not a thing. People who collect exotic bugs. What about, like, crazy lizards? There aren't any. I would have said that. There aren't any. What about any. monkeys? Oh, yeah. I mean, monkeys, obviously. Okay. Monkeys, of course. I'm not sure about the bugs, man. A Pokemon that is... In our world, something that would be a weird and exotic pet for someone to own. I guess. I guess if I went into someone's house and they had a tarantula, I'd be like, that's weird. Yeah, exactly. Okay, fine. It's not going to be like a fucking dust ox or something this gross. This seems totally arbitrary and subjective, and every week you're going to be like- Are you kidding like, me? There's no, no- I can have Mewtwo. No, no. Mewtwo's fine. Well, let me tell you something. No legendaries are part of this. Fine. Because none of the legendaries look at all like a pet. Okay, and like Vespaquin, is that a, who's a so new let me bee stop Pokemon? Let me stop is not there. part of this because a rich person wouldn't collect bees. This is key. So bees are not part of it. This is key. Yeah. The reason you're not using legendaries is because they don't look like exotic pets. Right. Okay. Fine. Well, what's the like gotcha? Are you? I feel like you're trying to do a gotcha there, but I don't. Not doing a gotcha. Not doing a gotcha. Yeah. Some legendary Pokemon might match the criteria that I've laid out for my character. So. I'm, I'm not like saying meets, there's a legendary... Sounds like meats on the menu, boys. We didn't agree to a legendary ban. I'm just saying there are no legendaries that fit Brie Van Der's exquisite criteria. Fine. I think there are legendaries that fit my criteria. She's not collecting like hellish, yeah, on the like time-traveling fucking dragons. Why would someone want that in their house? Right. So, that's it. Brie Van Der. And her rival, if I should announce that now... Yeah, do it. Tell me who your rival is. I want to become the greatest Pokemon breeder in the world. I'm in competition with another homegrown talent, Ray Produce. Ray Produce? Yeah. That's your Carol Baskin. Yeah, it's Ray Produce. Okay. Ray Produce. Ray Produce. Ray Produce. So these are reproductions? Well, he's producing inferior versions of any Pokemon that I would ever have on my team as Brevendur. Got it. And that's what I got. Who are you playing as? I like your character. Well, thanks. You had a lot of commentary. Well, yeah. I'm a, I'm a critic, you know. Of the games. the best. Not of your co-host. And, yeah. No, no, no. I would never criticize you. I would, <laughs> I mean, constructive criticism maybe, but, you know. My character is called Steve Human. Okay. And uh, tell us about Steve Human. He's a human. Just a normal guy. An average Joe. Just a normal, everyday guy. Yep. Okay. As steak and potatoes as you can get, you know? <laughs> Just a dude. He loves to, you know, he works hard. He plays hard. Okay. Loves to relax with his buddies. Not a Pokemon trainer. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Not doing Pokemon this season. So you didn't catch any Pokemon? Nope. So you just wandering around in Twin Leaf Town because you can't leave? Unless you have a Pokemon? No, no, no. I, m- me and my bud left. Hit the road. Road trip. Okay. Me and my buds are going on an epic road trip across the Sinnoh region. Who's your bud? Uh, the first one? Yeah. The guy, I, my neighbor. You're hitting the, hitting the road? Yeah. Mr. Hilliard. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Hilliard and I <laughs> took off from Twin Leaf. We're going on an epic road trip across the Sinnoh region. We're going to pick up some other buddies along the way. We're going to be having a, the time of our lives. You know, uh, just normal dudes. Yeah. And by normal dudes, I mean humanoid Pokemon as defined by Bulbapedia, which is Pokemon with bipedal tailless forms. Just human, human-like Pokemon. Wow. Starting with my bud, Mr. Hilliard, a.k.a. Piplup. Okay. The only starter who qualified. Even And I know That's he a, looks a lot like a, a penguin. penguin. No, that's something that perhaps Brie Van Der would be interested in retaining for whatever. No, nope, it's not a penguin. It's bipedal and it doesn't have a tail. Okay, so, it's got human. like a tuft. You, well, so do I. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, human. It's human, and we're gonna pick up some other humans along the way. And no Pokemon this season. Not a trainer, so I'm not gonna be doing any Pokemon battles. 
with trainers, but me and my buds, you know, we'll face off against uh, these trainers every now and then. But what it means is I can't use anyone who's not on my list in trainer battles. How many human-like Pokemon are available to you? 70-ish. Oh, yeah, and I should say Brevander has, uh, I think, 77 options. There's 79 on my big list, but I think a lot of them are inaccessible to me, so I think it whittles down to around 70-ish. Okay. So, yeah, I'm using human Pokemon, or Pokemon that fit the the humanoid shape, which is bipedal, tailless form. Already pushing it with Piplup, but okay. Yeah, Mr. Hilliard. Mr. Hilliard. <laughs> and I, I'll also say I'm going to be naming all my Pokemon after Gen after Ep One goes up. Um, I'll be naming all my Pokemon after butt catchers. You just have to tweet about the show. Oh, that's fun. Just mention at exp share pod in a tweet, but you can't start the tweet with it because then that's just sending us a message. Shilling. Yeah. Yeah. You have to say, like, I love my favorite Pokemon podcast at EXP Share Pod. Exactly. And then I'll, if I choose you, I'll reach out and ask what your last name is. Because <laughs> all my Pokemon have last names. All right. Now we're talking. I like that. So, yeah, all humans, Steve Human, all human team. And who's your rival? Bad Josh. Okay. So, Steve Human is still dealing with somebody named Bad Josh? Yeah. He sucks, too. God, he's like. <laughs> He's got so much, like, so much energy, and so it's, much he doesn't energy. use it in, like, a productive way. That was Brie Van Dura's problem with Ray Perduce as well. He uses it in an obnoxious way. It's like, he doesn't spend any time thinking about what he should be doing, what Pokemon he should capture and breed. Right. He's just running around fucking like a, a, a Torchic with its head cut off, you know? Also, we're back to regular seasons, so we will be battling again. And Bug Catchers, we need your help helping us decide the best way to do battles. We ran a poll last week yeah, that maybe you participated in where the options are we can do battles like we did in the first few seasons where we do it at like gym four, gym eight, and we have a level cap. Or we can do it like we did last season where it's a coin flip each episode and there's no caps. Right. Both have their disadvantages and advantages. We're just curious which one's more fun for you. So we'll just do whatever you guys want. Yeah. We're trying to remain neutral on it because we both have a lot of skin. Yeah. In I'm not going to say anything about what my opinion on this <laughs> is. <laughs> just, we, we will not color your opinion. Yeah. Those are our characters. That's the game. Yeah. Do we want to take a quick break? Yeah, I guess this is the time before we okay. we talk about the story. Yeah. Okay, great. See you in a bit. All right. Did that throw you <laughs> off? Yeah. Yeah. Really keep me guessing with this. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, Joshua. Welcome back, Bug Catchers, to the show. Hello, Tanner. Hello, Bug Catchers. We've set everything up. Now let's knock them down. Josh, we start our journey in Twinleaf Town. It's a spot. Before we can take one GD step in our bedroom, that rascal bad Josh comes in. Ray Perduce. Screaming <laughs> his head off about something. God, yeah. You know? This guy, totally overwhelming. This is the first time that bad Josh has really been sort of the antithesis to good Josh. You, Josh. Uh, Josh Fjellstead. Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. I think. Usually the Bad Josh characters lack a lot of personality or they're mean, sort of like snide little weasels. And like, you know, is that you? No. Not necessarily, but like not far yeah, from the truth. Not a you know? snide little fucking weasel. But this guy <laughs> is like a hyperactive. He just runs around everywhere. Childish, like weirdo. And it's so unlike you, Josh Fjallstead. Thank you. The furthest a, a bad Josh has been from you. I'm the guy who has a day of rest every Sunday. You can't schedule anything with Josh on Sundays. No. He won't accept it. You cannot touch me. Yeah, he's untouchable. Much like the Lord Arceus rested on the seventh day, as do I. He's the type of guy who watches Frasier for fun. Exactly. Seven seasons of it. <laughs> There's 11 total, which is really nuts, and I'm only in the seventh season. So yeah, this is not this is not your grandpa's bad Josh. I'm not. This is truly a bad running Josh. around, bumping into people, yelling at people. 
literally like six times in this not first even leg. in a hostile way but in like a absent-minded way like i'm a mess yeah he's a mess which is even more embarrassing he's a mess and josh fail said is not a mess oh thank you thanks for clearing that up not anymore <laughs> yeah so bad josh runs into our room he runs in because there was just like a news report about professor rowan who has a tv show and he was talking about like his closing words are Pokemon are your friends, and they're always there by our side, and never forget that. And then Ray Perduce slash Bad Josh comes careening into our room, and is like, "You, I, I can't believe this, Professor Rowan. We gotta go meet this guy. And like, he is, he's right around in the other corner of the town, and like, uh, he's gonna give us a Pokemon if we're really well. And he's in Lake Verity, right? He's like reporting from Lake Verity. Yes, which is like right near Twin Leaf Town. So I think Bad Josh is excited about that. Yeah. For some reason, he thinks that Rowan will give us a Pokemon so that we can start our journey because we have, like, enthusiasm about it. Unbridled enthusiasm. So he runs off. Literally runs off. Always running. Go downstairs. Check in with Mommy. She's down there. Yeah. Our mom is like, go. I don't care. Fuck off. And you leave. You're about to head out of town. There's, like, a sprite that they keep reusing in this game that looks exactly like your rival. (laughs) And it kept confusing me. Did you notice oh, that? Oh, yeah, I noticed that, too. The, like, like, a sandy-haired spiky... boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very confusing. So I, and if you try to leave, leave Twin Leaf Town without going and finding Bad Josh, this one sprite will stop you and be like, I think Bad Josh was looking for you in his house. So you go to Bad Josh's house, and Bad Josh's mom is there. Apparently, your moms are friends, and they, like, hang out when you're not there and, like, talk about you. Right. And his mom is, like, shady about him. Yeah. She's like... I don't know where this kid got this energy. Right, right, right. I'm just trying to relax, have some red wine, you know, kick back. Right. Or white, have some wine. Just some wine. Yeah, I'm not going to bring so that yeah, back you, up. So yeah, you collect Bad Josh, and then you, you head out of town, and before you can get very far, Bad Josh tries to get you to go into the tall grass without a Pokemon. Yeah, he wants to race you to the other side. Right. And then you're just about to step foot into the, the tall grass when you get stopped. And it's Professor Rowan. Yeah. And he's coming back from Lake Verity en route to uh, San... San Gem Town. Yeah, where his headquarters are. He says, you idiots. You can't go in the tall grass without Pokemon. <laughs> you're going to get killed. You're going to kill by a Starly. You're going to get killed by a... Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get killed by a Bidoof. <laughs> his assistant, this young woman called Dawn. Oh, it's Lucas for me, yeah. Oh, you've got the boy because you're a girl. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Lucas or Don. Runs up with Professor Rowan's briefcase. And of course, inside the briefcase is three Pokeballs. Yeah. And the starter Pokemon in this game are Chimchar, mm-hmm. a fire chimp. Yep. Piplup, an water penguin. The normal kind. Like like all penguins. <laughs> <laughs> and a... Turtwig. Turtwig, which is a little... Uh, grass turtle. Yeah, which they aren't all that, but a lot of them. I have not investigated the evolutionary lines of these three things at all. From the starters, I can tell you that the only one I think is interesting is Chimchar. Really? Although I don't dislike any of them. They're all pretty cute, pretty nice. But I think if I were playing this game raw and untainted, yeah, I would be going with Chimchar. Well, that's who Bree Van Der went with because... Uh. That is an exquisite animal. Mm-hmm. It is a fire monkey, and myself or many of my clients, herself or many of her clients, are we going to do first person or third person? Very confusing. Um, I like a mix. Yeah, it's probably yeah. going to be a mix. It's a mask we put on. Herself and many of her clients would be very happy to receive this fire monkey, Chimchar. Yeah, I would. Who I would be. She gave a very sophisticated name, Bonzo. <laughs> What's your naming strategy this, this season? Uh, famous animals, fictional or nonfiction? Is Bonzo bedtime like- for Bonzo, which is uh, starring former president Ronald Reagan in the fifties? It's about a monkey. Bedtime for Bonzo, and uh, I don't know. I didn't read about it. I think it's about him trying to get this monkey to go to sleep. This chip. <laughs> How about <laughs> sounds that? like a hell of a film. <laughs> And then he went on to be president, and he's the one who started flushing this country down the drain. Yeah. 
trickle down. Yeah. Um, Bonzo, Chimchar. I'm looking at the Chimchar evolutionary line, and I'm standing by my previous statement. Monferno? Cool. It's like a, a mean fire baboon. And then there's Infernape. Cool name. Cool looking Very monkey. cool name. It's got fire head. And it's fire fighting like Blaziken. But I like it. I chose Piplup because it's the only one that qualifies as a human. Which is insane and i'll say this none of its follow-up evolutions qualify as human so it's staying a piplup oh my god <laughs> oh my god yeah okay i'm looking at a picture of it and the qualification needs that it needs to be upright on two legs and have no tail but piplup looks has got something that looks an awful lot like a tail to that's me. what i was saying it's a tuft if not a full-blown tail like, there's no way you can say that the second evolution, Primplup, has a tail and Piplup doesn't. Right. I mean, Piplup's confusing classification as a humanoid Pokemon aside, I'll give you a respete. I doff my cap to you for only keeping a starter in its hey, basic I'm just, stage. I'm just following the rules here. I'm just following orders. You know, Bulbapedia said... That Piplup was a human Pokemon, so I'm going with Piplup. Okay. And I cannot evolve it. I shan't be evolving it. It's <laughs> staying a Piplup for the rest of the game well, if I choose to keep playing with it. Printplup is a real sweetie. I think it's the whole line's kind of cool. Empoleon would be really dope because it's water steel. Too bad you can't have that. Yeah. And it looks fucking dope. He looks cool. Yeah. He looks mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so you got Piplup. That's who I started with, yep. And Piplup, uh, remind us what's Piplup's name? Mr. Hilliard. That's right, Mr. Hilliard. My naming strategy is just picking the most sort of generic American names I can think of. Just the first thing that comes to mind. Right, until you have bug catchers' names to use. Yeah, until I have bug catchers' names to use. So Mr. Hilliard, my Piplup, and he's not a Pokemon. He is a my friend. Right, sorry. Drinking buddy. <laughs> I texted you earlier. I said, careful with Mr. Hilliard. He gets rowdy. He's like a rabble rouser. He gets randy. Yeah. Wow. Now we're we're finally ready to venture into the tall grass, which is what I've done. And, and the second I stepped into the tall grass, Josh, you knew who attacked me? Probably a Starly or Beatrice. My You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. <laughs> the two Pokemon, yeah. <laughs> which one is it? Bidoof. Bidoof. <sighs> what is this thing? It sucks. It's like they, it's like, they were like. It's like a bad beaver. It's, it's so low effort. <laughs> it's so low effort. They're just like, let's come up with the worst Pokemon we can. And it's like, well, I guess it's like a gopher or something. <laughs> and it sucks to look at, you know? Got two dumb big teeth. It's just so, it's like, it's not it's even like normal. offensive. It doesn't offend me to look at it. It's just like, it just sucks. You know, it's just like so boring. What's the point? So low effort. Yeah. And it's evolution, Bibarel, <laughs> Yeah. also just sucks. Yeah. That one's just a beaver. And it's like, why? They were like, let's design the least palatable Pokemon ever. Let's, <laughs> let's, there's a thing. My wife and I have a, a fantasy basketball team. And there's a way you can rank players by how many times they show up on other people's fantasy teams. Yeah. As like a way to gauge their popularity. And I bet Bidoof is down there on the bottom of everyone's list with Sunflora on like, I bet Bidoof has never been run. I bet no one's ever run a Bidoof. Well, it's got bad stats. It looks stupid. Dumb name. Whole thing sucks. So bad. Right off the gate. First Pokemon that attacked me. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> If this is the caliber we're setting this early on, we're in we're in trouble this gen. I agree. I agree Bidoof sucks. But counter is at least we are not looking at a Rattata or a Pidgey. But Finally, like, at least Rattatas and Pidgeys are like I think Rattata's well, kind of cool looking and Pidgey Pokemon. turns into Pidgeot. But at least it's a new Pokémon, man. Yeah, I guess. Plus, I think Starly's cool and Staraptor is sick. What it finally evolves What's into. Staraptor. It's final form, man. I don't think I looked into Star. I didn't, so here's the thing: I didn't look in any of the um, well evolutionary lines on any of these things. Bree Vander is well studied, and she knows her exquisite Pokemon breeds. And Staraptor is a collector; like people want this beautiful bird of prey. Yeah, they're kind of cool looking. Starly and Staravia are fine, but Staraptor is like 
cool as cool hell. yeah man that's what i'm talking about it's a cool looking pokemon look at its fun feathers we go to lake verity which is to the left the route to the left of 201 yeah our rival makes us go there he says that there's a rare Pokemon that showed up at Lake Verity, and he thinks that we can just go catch it. Right. We don't even have Pokeballs, idiot. Right. And he realizes once we're over there, he's like, oh, I forgot all the Pokeballs. It's like, right. this fucking loser. This is your first rodeo. But you run into this ominous character, Cyrus. Who is this guy? He's reciting poetry. Yeah. Like, by the lakeside. He's, like, speaking in, like, prose. Yeah, just privately. Clearly not paying attention to you. Yeah. And once he finally turns around, he's just like, step aside. Can I put my money down now? Yeah. Uh, bad guy. Definitely. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, how would this guy be good? He's the, he's the main bad guy. He's like hanging out alone, like trying to hunt Satan. Yeah. Solemnly reciting poetry by like this ominous lake. Because I know from our history lesson that Satan lives in that lake. Right. So this guy's trying to hunt Satan. And bad Josh is trying to hunt Satan? Now I'm worried. I wouldn't put it past Ray Perduce either. So that's all we do at Lake Verity for now. There's nothing to be done. Yeah. Except there is a little patch of grass here, and I did meet up with another buddy here. One of my drinking buddies. Well, who was it? Mr. Morell. And who's Mr. Morell? Cricketot. Okay. Known human being. <laughs> Cricketot. Very clearly a cricket, but... Cricketot is way more human-like than Piplup. That's true. That's true. Also cannot evolve it. Really? I mean, Cricketune? Cricketune's got a mustache and it's a little, like, dapper gentleman. And side arms and wings. Cricketot is just a dude. Cricketune is a bug. This criteria is very fascinating, but... I'm not going to challenge you on that because I've got a Cricketune in my team. So Cricketot. Because that's an exquisite animal. Cricketot's my my other friend, Mr. Morell. So we met up with him there too. Okay. Uh, to continue our journey. Eastward to Route 201, headed towards San Jim Town. Route 201's pretty brief. It's that introductory route. Yeah. You talk to somebody, they give you a potion because they're a representative of the Pokemart in San Jim Town, and then like you encounter some like street trash Pokemon. And then when you get to Sandjum Town, it's it's bog standard first town. Like you show up, Professor Rowan's lab is here. You can't take one step into the town before Dawn slash, what's your guys called? Oh, Lucas. Lucas stops you and they're like, okay, come see Professor Rowan. Yeah. Go inside, Professor Rowan gives you the Pokedex. He gives you uh, the TM. 27 for return as well right 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 and he wants you it's classic professor oak kind of shit he wants you to along with lucas or dawn help complete the pokedex for Sinnoh. right and then obviously like before you can go on your pokemon journey you you are obligated to go back to twin leaf and talk to your mom and tell her that you were going on a journey yeah so you go back to your mom she gives you running shoes and then you're back in San Jim. Thank God you get the running shoes so early and you can use them indoors now. Yeah, also. that's so nice. Yeah. Because it's so slow going before that. I also like... I like the idea of running around in all these buildings too. It's funny. Trying to figure out the best way to say this delicately. One could, if one was compelled to, play this game on a ROM cart. And what I be, mean by a ROM cart is I mean a Nintendo DS cartridge that has a slot for a micro sd card in it uh-huh. and an emulator built onto it and you can load a rom onto the card and put it in your 3ds and play the game that way so that you can take the save file off the card each week and save it to your computer so that if anything crashes you've got your save game because you've played too many pokemon games at this point <laughs> and lost too many pokemon yeah. games at this point to risk it sure so if you were compelled to do that you may notice that when you're playing the game, it runs kind of slow. And I don't know if your cartridge, Josh, ran slow. It's kind of choppy. It's like the frame rate dips almost. I noticed some frame rate dips, which I think is because I'm playing it on 3DS, which it also was not made for. Okay. The screen's larger. It's like not as crisp. And me too. I'm playing on an original cartridge on my 3DS, right? But uh-huh. Yeah. I heard that yeah. the frame rate can kind of dip if you're playing on like a emulator cartridge. But yeah, that's what the forums say. 
right? And we're not saying, but we don't have any experience with that. It did also make the running shoes that much more crucial because it's like, dang, this game's running pretty slow, but at least now I can go a little bit faster. Right. You make your way past Sand Gym Town because there's nothing here. Not not really. Nothing of, of any consequence. Upward. Route 202. To Route 202, which is, you know, a pretty standard <laughs> second route. You just head to Juba Life. Juba Life. Just straight to Juba Life. Juba Life City. I will say, Josh, my Pokemon options are pretty sh- limited. Yeah. I'm so curious about what Swarm means. Okay. I'm so curious about what Poker Radar means. And I'm so curious what dual slot fire red means most of this stuff is not unlocked until you've already beaten the elite four i think that's what you were talking about earlier i think if you have a gba cartridge in your original ds with fire red in it you have a chance of catching a Growlithe on route 202 i thought that only came to play after you have the national decks after the elite four i mean it could i'm just looking at i when you look up the available pokemon in route 202 you see starly you see bidoof you see Cricketot, you see Shanks. But then there's also something called Swarm, which I don't know what it means, and I haven't looked into it at all. Swarm is even in gold and silver. That's like, because you never took anyone's phone numbers. That's like when one of those people... These freaks? Hell no. Yeah, one of the freaks calls you up. Uh, their fisherman, in fact, is the easiest way of getting Remoraid. He calls you up, and he's like, hey, these Remoraid are popping off. Swarming. On whatever route, and it's a swarm. And it's a temporary amount of time where you can catch them. And sometimes it means the Pokemon is normally not even available on that route. Got it. You can catch a Zigzagoon in 202 with Swarm. But then there's something called Poker Radar. Absolutely no idea what that means. But then there's this dual slot, which is pretty interesting to me. And maybe I'm going to have to get a DS too. So the Poke Radar is used to seek out wild Pokemon that are in tall grass. So it can like show you where they are. Okay. If there's a Pokemon nearby in the tall grass, it will like make it shake, and then you know which square to go sure. to in order to engage. I'll wait until I have the Pokemon. national decks. I'll wait until I'm deep in the end game to come back and catch a Zigzagoon. <laughs> yeah. Sure thing. Onward, Joshua, past Route 202 to Jubilife City, which is kind of the the media center. It's like a hub of Sinnoh. It's kind of where all the, the propaganda happens in Sinnoh. Yeah, it's like pyrite. There's an education center here, a re-education center. Okay. <laughs> yeah, trainer school. Uh, global terminal, which we can't access yet because you need the first gym badge to get to it. Right. Jubilife TV, and that's the state broadcasting yep. station. That's the, the Ministry of Truth. Yeah. And then Poke Etch. Poke, poke, poke Etch. What's it? Poke Etch? Poke I don't Poke, know. Pokemon Pokeetch. Which is like the Apple Watch. And I'm curious if Apple stole the idea for the Apple Watch from Pokeetch. And company. IP theft is a serious crime, and you're going to go to jail, Apple, for stealing. It's time. The concept of the Apple Finally Watch. Finally got him. From Pokeetch. Or Pokeetch. <laughs> po- Pokeetch. Pokeetch. It's so confusing because when you say Pokemon, you hit the E. Pokeetch. Pokemon. But this is poke tch. I think it's probably just poketch. Poketch, 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 poketch company. I don't know who the authority is on this, but it's definitely not us. So there's a company here called Pokeetch Company. Yeah. And um, you're, you talked about Diamond and Pearl having plot holes. Platinum maybe has too much plot. There's a lot. It's a lot of plot. We haven't even talked about looker well that's the thing is like you're con like you can't walk five steps in jubilife without someone like running up to you and being like <laughs> i'm gonna tell you everything about myself and why it matters <laughs> and the yeah. first dude is some guy called like he's like looker. interpol yeah he's interpol he he's on the look obviously because it's in his name for criminal activity that he thinks is trying to like use the poketch technology right i believe god it's so much like apple right like it's like does a warrant let you get into a poke etch device who can say right congress is fighting it oh my god congress and sino yeah so yeah it's ugly and you're like okay guy i i get it i'm not interested i'm sure we'll bump into one another again and then you take another five steps and some bearded guy like assaults you (laughs) and he's like hey i'm from poke etch company (laughs) 
It's a lot of fucking accosting in this region. We want to give you the poke etch device. But first, you must answer our riddles three. Yeah. <laughs> Hidden around Jubilife Town are three clowns. Clowns. Approach them carefully, and they will ask you a riddle. Answer correctly, and you're one step closer to getting a poke etch device. Answer incorrectly, and you will die. Exactly. That's exactly what he says. You have to go find these clowns. <laughs> And they ask you the most, like, bog-standard Pokemon questions in the world. They're like, is fire effective, super effective on grass? It's, like, almost easier than that, even. It's like, when your Pokemon wins in a battle, does it collect experience? It's like... Yeah, that's literally one of them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're like, great. The answer is yes to all three. Yeah. And then once you've defeated the clowns and sent them back to hell, I presume... <laughs> I hope so. You go back to this Poketch representative, and he gives you a Poketch device. Yeah. Which is like literally a watch. It's cool. It should be. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I'm impressed by the technology. It goes on your bottom screen, which we have now. That's fun. And it's got lots of apps. And that's fun. Yeah. So the hardware, cool, impressive. Yeah. The software. No. It's lacking. Unimpressive. (laughs) It's lacking. It's got like a shitty like quartz LCD screen. Yeah. In like monocolor, black and gray. Like a Game Boy like screen. Like a Game Boy basically. screen. And it's got four apps pre-installed. One is a calculator. What the fuck am I going to do with a calculator? <laughs> and like, not just a basic calculator. It's like a TI-83 calculator. It's got like sin and cos on it. Yeah. How is that ever coming into play? Oh no. <laughs> do we go out to dinner and we have to calculate the tip? It's got a dumb little screen where you can see your Pokemon, but like just sort of a visual representation of them you can see their little sprite and you can see their health like the ones in your team yeah yeah and then it's got a pedometer yeah but not a irl pedometer a pedometer for your character in the game the reason that brie van der likes the pedometer is that she will be doing a lot of breeding of pokemon and she will need to know how many steps she takes for the eggs to hatch so that's why this app is great. Okay. Well, I was thinking about introducing a new segment called like pedo. No. Nope. Uh, nope. Don't start with that. Foot path. Uh, this is where I carried you. I guess. And it's just how far have we walked? Is that interesting? No. No. Is any of this interesting? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see after this episode drops. Well, let's introduce a segment now. It's called This Is Where I Carried You. And there's one set of footprints in the sand. And how many footprints did you make this week, Josh? I don't know. Well, open up your fucking you game. You didn't tell me we were doing this. You got your Game Boy in front of you. It's not like on. I had to do this whole thing now. 6,505 steps. I'm at 5,052. Oh, I've taken so many more steps than you. Okay. What a fucking plebe you are. Well, we'll see if that even matters once we get it's to level matter. check. It's going to matter. I don't really see why it would matter at this point. It just means that you got lost. It's going to matter. Brie Van Der knows where she's going. That's a new hit segment. It's called This Is Where I Carried You. It's where we talk about the number of steps we took on the beach. And it's where I carried you, Josh. And I carried you this week, 6505. Okay. Does that have legs, that segment? No. We'll see. I don't think so. And then it's got a clock. <laughs> And my clock's wrong, but I think that's because it hasn't accounted for daylight savings time. My clock's definitely wrong. There's also a promise that you can install more software on the Poke Edge, though we have not been given that opportunity yet. No. I'm wondering, power ranking, self-company, Devin, Poke Edge, where are you standing uh, right now? I with mean, the device we have and the apps we have on it. It's slightly less niche than the Scope. But we've confirmed that Sylph Company invented the Master Ball. Right. We know that. Super useful. That's better than this Poketch watch for now. And meanwhile, Devin makes the most broadly appealing mass market goods, like the running shoes we're wearing. Yeah. I still think Devin Corp is number one. I'm going to put Sylph Co. at number two, and I'm going to need to see a little bit more effort from Poketch. Okay. Too early to tell, maybe. They're number three for me. Where are they for you? They're number three for me as well, but you know, I'm not, that's not set in stone. We haven't seen all the apps. There's room for movement. They said there's more apps. We've been promised more apps, so. So we'll see, but I'm not super impressed so far. Me neither. Other than the pedometer. I do like the the clock has like a little Pikachu on it. Yeah, the clock face is cute. If I could have a watch that had that clock face on it with a little Pikachu, I would like that. (laughs) I mean, fairly certain someone has made that. I have an Apple Watch. I could just use that. Just put a 
Pikachu background on it. There's a few routes out of Jubilife Town. One goes west. You can pick up the old rod there, but there's not much to do. There's just a dock. You can't surf anywhere yet, so yeah. you can catch a magic carp if you want. I didn't. Not a human. No, and I don't, I don't collect some bottom feeder fucking fish. Koi? You don't think koi is like a rich person? It's not a koi. It's a carp. Carp are bottom feeders that eat trash. Fish trash. I think you gotta... Trash of the sea. I think you gotta reconsider fish. Bree's got plenty of fancy fish on her list. Okay. But like... Bree Van Der's clients aren't going to want a Feebos or a Magikarp, but they'll pay top poke dollar for a Milotic, Yeah, let me tell you. Magikarp's like a, it's like a koi, and koi are very popular with rich people. But Gyarados, would you want that? Well, Gyarados is a dragon, and you just said earlier in the episode. No, it's rich water people. flying. Okay. It's not dragon. Joshua, Gyarados is a dragon, and you just said earlier in the episode that rich people aren't concerned with dragons. No, because it's too scary. Too scary. So, I don't know. It's up to you, but... Well, what am I going to do with a Magikarp? I'm not telling you to get a Magikarp, Josh. <laughs> I'm not telling you to get a Magikarp. I'm saying you can, but I'm not telling you to do that. Fine. You can also go north from Jubilife Town. There's a cave that you can't even get very far into, so it's useless. Yeah. So, you have to go east, and east is Route 203, and I spent a lot of time on Route 203 this week. There's some trainers. They're fine. Simon. But there's also a little Pokemon that runs around here. Sorry, that's, uh, there's a friend of mine who runs around here. <laughs> Who's your friend? He grew up here, and he's from here. And I we met up with him, and it's um, uh, her, Ms. Dunn. <laughs> Ms. Dunn. Your old, your old, uh, your old pal, Ms. She, Dunn. She's an Abra. Oh, okay. And I spent a lot of time on Route 203 this week, Joshua. Leveling? And trying to catch a GD Abra. How did you catch an Abra, actually? Through a lot of Pokeballs. Without, like, a sleep powder. You're just hurling Pokeballs? It's so complicated. I have another Pokemon that I caught that I can't use until it turns into a human shape, which I'll talk about when we get to level check in a second. So I was leveling that Pokemon on Route 203 while I was looking for an Abra, and I would encounter an Abra every, like, 20 or 30 Pokemon or whatever the stats are. And immediately just try try to throw a Pokeball at it. Okay. And it never worked. It always escaped and teleported away until it did. And then I caught Ms. Dunn. Weird that it was so hard for you to reconnect with your old friend, Ms. Dunn. Well, she's a little flighty like that. You know, she's the type where you like send a text and you like, you just never get a text back. It's like red, but you don't get a right. response for days. It's like, is she just busy or like... Is she in trouble? I don't like, I don't know. Like, I think she means well, you know, but I don't think... Yeah. She's just busy. Yeah, she does a lot of, like, teleporting around. Yeah. So, Yeah. I spent a lot of time in Route 203 on Route to Orberg. Is it Orboro? <laughs> oh, it's like William. It's like Williamsboro. Edinburgh? Or, like, Pittsburgh. Yeah, these bug catchers love talking to us about what the pronunciation of things are and how would you know? Right, but we're going to get it right this time, bug catchers. If it's Orberg or is it Orborough? Bug catchers, we're going to cut you off at the pass. We know you're right. It's definitely Orborough. <laughs> O-R-E-B-U-R-G-H. <laughs> yeah, Orborough. There's Orborough Gate, which is like a <laughs> tunnel yeah. that you get to. It's a little cave. And I have another buddy in here. I met someone in here. I mean, I, I caught an exquisite Pokemon in here as well. Ah, yes. Tell me about your exotic Pokemon that you caught in Orboro Gate. A Psyduck. Oh, and I'm so curious to see how you managed to convince me that that's an exotic pet that one would keep. An ugly duck. Uh, it's uh, not ugly. An uglier duck. Myself and my clients, we want Pokemon that are at various stages of their growth. Some clients might want to raise the Psyduck at its early stage. The meat's more tender. And some might want it in its final stage, Golduck. Golduck comes with a beautiful gem in its forehead. Uh, okay, fuck. I was going to say, no way you can convince me that Golduck is an exotic Pokemon, but the gem is pretty exotic. Yeah. And maybe we're just harvesting them for their gems, like rhinos. Listen, Brevander does not ask uh, questions yeah. about what happens to the Pokemon. You're just the broker. Exactly. Um, I met up with my buddy here, Mr. Schilling. <laughs> okay. And who's Mr. Schilling? Geodude. 
Yeah. But Geodude is not humanoid, I'll say, and I can't use him in trainer battles. Yeah, you said bipedal, and it has no pedals. But apparently its evolutionary line is entirely fair game. Graveler and Golem. Sure. So Golem a little bit more, but I'll give it to you. I guess Graveler has feet? I don't know. It has feet, but it has four arms also. <laughs> okay, I didn't realize we were being judgy, Josh. Oh, okay. It's pretty So it doesn't matter how many arms normative they have, of you. As long as they have two feet. Some people have four arms, Josh. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. It's allowed. You're allowed to have four arms. You're allowed to have one arm. You're allowed to have no arms. Well, four arms. I have four arms, but I'd like to meet someone with four arms. Someone with four arms is just as normal as someone with two arms, Josh. Yeah. I'm going to tell Mr. Schilling what you said. Yeah, let him know. Uh, so Mr. Schilling is a geodude, and I met up with him here. All right. And then we're on to Orboro, home of the the worst museum we've encountered so far in the Pokemon universe. Fucking joke. And we've, we've seen a lot of museums. They're phoning it in with these museums, but like yeah. my hometown, Bainbridge Island, had an art museum, and it's like some rich parents, like kids, like refrigerator art on the wall. <laughs> Even that was a little more impressive. This is just as bad. It's it's the mine museum. It's the mining museum, and there's very little on display. What they do have on display is a big piece of charcoal, and there's like six people gathered. Yeah, around multiple it, and big like, pieces of charcoal. <laughs> They're like, look at this charcoal. And it's like, I, uh, what? I'm going to leave. And they're like, did you know that you can extract coal from the ground? I'm like, yeah. this is the fact that this museum is telling me? Bad museum. Yeah. You head out from there. Try to go to the gym. But uh, the gym leader's not there. Rourke. Instead, he's down at the mine because there's still an active mine in Orboro. So you're told to go down there and find him. And you do. And you dive into the mine. The mine is kind of cool looking. Like there's all these like it's cool. Like conveyor, conveyor belts, belts and, and like elevators and stuff. Mine carts. Yeah. And it's all in motion. It's cool. Yeah. They got like machops working down in there. Yeah. I like that. The mine itself you you dive down and and it's pretty brief. There's a few miners down here and like hikers yeah. that you battle. And then you get to the end of the mine which is not very long and you find Rourke and he said, "Thanks for finding me. Meet you back at the gym." Yeah, And then we head back to the, the gym to battle Rourke. And by this time, my little caravan of buds is pretty pretty sizable. Do you want me to tell you about them? Yeah, in a hit segment that we like to call Level Check. Ms. Dunn, you heard about. Abra, mm-hmm. level 11. Sure. Mr. Schilling, you know about. Geodude. Mm-hmm. Level 13. Maybe he's a human Pokemon because his name is Geodude. It's right there in the name. Right. Mr. Uh, Hilliard. Piplup. Level 14. Familiar. Yeah. Mr. Morel. Cricketot. Level 13. <laughs> yeah. And then one who I met uh, just north of Orboro. Mr. Overhill. Oh. And who's Mr. Overhill? Machop. Okay. Level 13. That's very human. Those are just my buds. These are my buds, and we're we're on a road trip across Sinnoh region. It's like Euro trip. Yeah, Sinnoh trip. Here's who's eligible in my fight against Rourke, Cricketot, Piplup, both humans. Machop, human. Abra, not a human. It's got a tail. <laughs> so it needs to be Alakazam, because Kadabra's got that big like abdomen. No, Kadabra's also a human. Okay. Okay. Alakazam and Kadabra are both humans. Kadabra looks less like a human than Abra to me, but we defer to Bulbapedia on this. I'm just following orders. Yeah. Geodude, also ineligible against Rourke. Not a human. It's like a floating rock. Yeah. So got to wait till that one's a Graveler before I can start battling trainers with it. What about Bree? She's got quite a nice little collection she started here. Yeah. They're all going to grow into beautiful specimens so far she has cricketoon jiminy could have figured that one out jiminy cricketoon yep yeah level 12 then she's got silver who is a starly level 13 what's the famous pet there she's a famous bird a main character from the famous film angry birds 2 (laughs) Uh which is a falcon named silver okay and then we have Scrooge, McDuck. the Psyduck, yep. Scrooge McSyduck, 
level 13 because it's for catering for rich people yeah so yeah scrooge simba shinx very excited about shinx oh, level I, ca- I saw so many shinx a little sweetie joshy's sweetie in fact oh shinx is a little electric lion cub big doe eyes rambunctious and coy look on its face i saw so many shinx on my journey i was just like golly i would like to have this thing but it's not a human classic sweetie stuff yeah very excited about that bad boy and then bonzo chimchar Chimchar. level 13 yeah yeah well how'd your little team of exotic pets fare against a rourke I went in there originally with Jiminy up front because he had Rock Smash, which is super effective, but it's a bad move. Yeah. My team, as you can tell, other than Psyduck, was very poorly prepared for a rock battle. I was like, oh, I literally have to raise the Psyduck. Right. Scrooge was sitting around at level five, and I just powered through it and raised it to level 11 because it learned Water Gun at level nine. Yeah. And then I went back in to deal with Rourke and then it was just one hit KO on the the Geodude the Onyx that are both level 12 and then Kranidos which is his finisher level 14 was a few hits but Psyduck did it yeah I had a, I had a few Pokemon who were capable in here like Piplup obviously could have done some damage yeah I feel like Piplup could have taken out the whole thing well, I didn't need him because Machop took out the whole thing <laughs> oh does he already have Karate Chop yeah Machop is level 13 but like he started this gym at like level 11 and then just like i i beat rourke's two cronies and rourke without even going back to heal because like machop just like karate chopped his way through the entire gym well done mr overhill uh mr overhill just just trounced rourke and we got the boulder badge we got the ability to use hmo6 rock smash which we picked up back in oh yeah orboro pass we can use it outside of battle now yeah, and you get um, stealth rock. I don't. I didn't get it. Well, it's like uh, spikes, which you were obsessed with. Ooh, stealth rock. You throw it down, and then Pokemon switching in take a hit. I'm gonna feed that to Mr. Schilling. Yeah. So now we have Rock Smash, and we can make our way back west and through the the tunnels of Orboro and and onward through the rest of the game. Or I don't even know where we're going next. It's a mystery, and we'll we'll get there next week, Josh. Eterna City. Eterna City. For the forest badge. The Eternal City. From Gardenia. Ooh, I'm going to have to pick up a fire Pokemon. That one's going to be a cakewalk for old Brevander. Yeah, with your chimchar. Yeah. That's this leg of the journey, bug catchers. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us for this first episode, season four. We're finally here. We have a lot of fun surprises for this season. Do we? Uh, As Tanner said, we will make a decision based on listener input on the battle situation, but we have a few guests lined up. We will have some new segments and themes for existing segments, one of which you heard earlier from my respete. That's all thanks to our composer, Matt Schiltz who's making us some new bops for this season. Yep. Thank you, Matt. We also have some new merch on the way. Oh, yeah. Well, new, not new merch, just some merch on the way. We're going to launch a merch store. How about that? Keep an eye out for that. And then um, also to remind you, please do tweet about the show and uh, mention at Pod to have your name oh, yeah. thrown into the hat for some of <laughs> Steve Human's buddies for his road trip across Sinnoh. What's the uh, the system for choosing? Are you picking the names based on the Pokemon? Um, arbitrary. Yeah, I'll probably try to match names to Pokemon, just a vibe, you know? Yeah, because some of them are pretty good. I really like Miss Dunn and uh, Mr. Overhill are very funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Miss Dunn was named after an NBA player, Chris Dunn, who plays for the Bulls. Mr. Overhill was my um, ninth grade band teacher. Sure. But catchers, thank you for joining us. My name has been Tan Twig, as always, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Chim Chosh. This has been Experience Share Pokemon Podcast. Please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. I know, bug catchers, that I say that all the time, every week, literally have it down pat. It's routine at this point. But 
it actually does matter and it actually does help us a ton when you go and do that. So please do take the time to go and do it this week if you have not done it yet. And if you do follow podcasts on other apps like Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, please do throw us a follow and and whatever rating system they have there as well. If you use Stitcher, if you use any of the other ones that allow ratings, any ratings on any app, whatever it is, regardless of if it's Apple, helps us. It's the only way to get the show in front of more potential listeners and bump us up in the apps. And that's good for all of us. Do follow us on social media at EXP Share Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, level check will be returning, as will hell yeah, some of the fun um, audiograms, audiograms that Josh puts together. Um, we'll probably find some other excuses to make fun stuff on Twitter and Instagram as well. And do um, I don't know what you call it? Follow the subreddit. Oh yeah, Reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers and just say check it out josh will be putting up show notes there we'll be goofing around with you guys there uh give reddit gold to my account it's called you slash captain mr squirt (laughs) captain mr squirt is there (laughs) i'm hoping steve human can kind of you want a new you want a new hit dethrone captain mr squirt as like the most popular character i've come up with that's why I've always just gone by Josh, because it's like, I'm just Josh, you know? Yeah. But I'm trying it out here with Brie Vander. Sound off in the comments. What do you think about her? Yeah. Or Ray Perduce. Or Ray Perduce. I thought that was pretty clever. Thank you for joining <laughs> us, Bug Catchers. Thank you for joining me, Josh. We will see you next week for Ever City. Eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, smell you later. Smell you later.